Welcome to Jubal Hub, your helping hand in property management education. We are so thankful that you have joined us. And please remember to follow and like us on your favorite social media outlet, which you can find in our show notes. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Juvo Hub podcast, your helping hand in property management. Looking forward to having an engaging and energizing conversation with Dustin Lacey, VP of Marketing and Technology from Mark Taylor. Today's topic, and I want you as the audience to look at this much further than just the technology component of centralized leasing. What Dustin's going to bring for us today is an overview of that, but also the why, the evolution, the people, the benefits. Mark Taylor is a major, major, major property management company. I've always, always looked up to them for their forward thought, their uh, thought leadership and what they do in the space. So very grateful to have you, Dustin, on the show. Welcome to the Jubal Hub podcast. How are you? I am terrific. Lovely. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Yeah. So give us an idea of what you do at Mark Taylor and provide our audience with centralized leasing. Some may have never heard of it. Uh, Give us a high level overview if you can. Sure. So my name is Dustin Lacey. Um, Welcome to all the listeners. Uh, Thanks for taking the time. I lead marketing and technology here at Mark Taylor. We are a class A exclusive owner operator. about 30% of our portfolio is our own. We've been in the marketplace for almost, uh, what are we on? Almost 40 years. Um, we have almost 30,000 units here in Phoenix and in Las Vegas exclusively. Um, and as I said, I oversee marketing and technology, uh, which includes our centralized services effort for which we've been working on a centralized service model operationally since 2018. Um, and today we are, uh, at pod five of rollout for a multi-pronged services um, approach that centralizes lead gen, lead management, resident management, uh, a portion of accounting. So that assistant manager role, removing that role from prem, uh, collections, um, and then maintenance. So we are hitting the full bite here at Mark Taylor uh, from a centralized standpoint. That's, that is awesome. Thank you for the for the overview. And I really, I've listened to a lot of other podcasts, you know, Mike Brewer, I know he's talked about this a few times and, and he really just touches not just on this particular topic, but just in general property management companies are going. So we're, I'm looking forward to hearing like the, the, uh, the story and how that's affected your team. So when you, when you were coming to that point, if, if this is a, a reasonable question, it's like, okay, what was the tipping point where you went from the traditional model to, okay, we've got to make a change and we need to start moving our portfolio over to the centralized leasing model. Is there a, uh, do you recall what that was? Yeah. So the tipping point for us is when we had one of our telephony tracking number um, vendors at that time, it was Leasehawk who came into office and they were touting the fact that um, we were top three in the country for a portfolio of our sites for call answer rates. And I was recently um, new at Mark Taylor. I came from out of industry. I worked in American manufacturing for 15 years, solar, semiconductor, oil and gas, um, irrigation. And I understood how important data was relative to um, 
preserving business, growing market share, et cetera. When you're in American manufacturing, um, uh, you know, it's a constant crunch um, relative to the rest of the world because the rest of the world can do it much cheaper. And so you really have to prove out thoughtful decisions. They have to be empirically dr driven and informed decision-making. So I arrived and found out that we were answering our phones at a 52% clip. When you, when you factored in average cost per lead um, varies anywhere from 25. At that time, we were fully entrenched in ILSs. So we were spending, you know, uh, a couple million dollars a year on ILSs for lead gen and answering our phones at a 50% clip. And that was, that was leading the industry, according to Lee Sox. It became uh, increasingly clear that we could do this better, um, drive out ad costs, improve um, prospect experience. Because listen, from a class A perspective here in Phoenix, Jonathan, on any given day, they who are searching for apartments in Phoenix, of those, only 8% can afford a Mark Taylor community. It's a finite audience. We don't have the luxury of not answering our phones. Right. And so in 18, we embarked on a lead gen, lead management pro project um, and started um, owning our lead gen uh, uh, engine versus sourcing that out, vending that out to the apartments.com at a premium fee base um, and, and became very successful at it. Today, uh, you know, since 2018, we have been fully ILS independent, which means we don't rely on internet listing services and their sizable fees. Um, we manage all of that in-house today with a dual website footprint. So in 18, we started um, uh, owning the lead gen piece and then quickly turned towards the lead management piece because we knew that if we started answering our phones, we could drive out additional costs, improve performance, et cetera. And so the basis, when you say, Dustin, why, why is Mark Taylor embarking on what is proving to be quite a hill to tackle um, from a centralized services standpoint, it really is about control. And at the end of the day, peace of mind. We care about certainty of outcome. Vending that out to third parties um, creates distortion in data. Really, if you're informing decisions with data and you have distorted data, you have imperfect decisions. It was a non-starter for us. So um, as soon as we owned or, or were able to, to, to really um, own the lead gen piece and move off of ILSs, like I said, we turned our, our attention to, to, to lead management Establish strict SOPs around engagement to our response times via phone first, email, follows, et cetera, and, and, and needed tooling that could actually allow us to, to manage that um, from a centralized location. Um, once we were able to successfully co-develop a product with um, our partner union um, from a CRM standpoint, we started answering our phones at a 92% clip. Wow. And today... Um, average 94% phone answer rates during office hours. Now, here's a data point that I think will startle some folks. The probability of converting a lead to a lease if the phone call is not answered, it's sub 2% for us. Mm -hmm. I Meaning you've got to get to that call. If you do answer that call, the probability for Mark Taylor of converting that to a lease is 25 plus percent. It varies obviously based on property, but from a portfolio average standpoint, our probability improves by a full magnitude if we simply answer the phone. And so if you're answering the phones, the requirement relative to ad spend is much less. This is how we're able to do what we're doing from a ILS independent standpoint. So once we realized we could achieve the lead gen piece, we focus on the lead management piece. Owning that means reinforcing buying decision with your prospects, ensuring white glove service from the outset, 
you've got a warm body, a, 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 an individual on the phone from a centralized location operating from a, uh, from a software standpoint that allows them to manage multiple properties at the same time. If you do that well, you're answering your phones, you're driving out ad costs, you're improving performance, not only from an efficiency standpoint operationally, but also from the vantage point of your all too coveted class A runner. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, uh, I know all the marketing nerds who are listening to this show, man, they probably just got tingles all over just hearing all those statistics because that's just, <laughs> that is just fantastic. It's been, a, it's been the bane of marketing departments in our industry for, for many, many years is trying to get people to answer the phones, trying to get those, those mm. costs per lead to go, to go down. So that's absolutely stellar mm. uh, for our audience. There's two things. One, we're going, we're coming to the onboarding part and what that's going to look like. But uh, Mark, I'll, I'll, or excuse me, Dustin, Mark, <laughs> you're thinking Mark mm -hmm. Taylor, Dustin, mm -hmm. you mentioned yeah. it's, you're doing this in, in an A property environment. Do you see that this could be an application for, for virtually any market that's out there? Yeah, so I lead a centralized leasing group of my peers here in the in the country where we've got a, a number of different folks from different PMCs who are collectively working to build out a fuller framework around all the various verticals within centralized. And I can tell you the application of centralized is not just exclusive to class A. If you're a BC operator, um, low income housing, you recognize that you have the exact same staffing challenges that we all do. You have exploding payroll costs. You have high turnover at, at key entry point positions that re represent stage gate failure. Um, you can't afford to continue down this route, especially given the downside risk associated with this inflationary economy, Jonathan, yeah. means that there's more pain ahead relative to employment, relative to lead gen, relative to all of these different things that drive occupancy and rent growth. Um, and so if you're a B or C operator who's sitting here listening to this, you're going, hey, I have the same staffing challenges as everybody else. That's not exclusive or endemic to Class A. If I can create specialist roles wherein a concierge is managing both my lead management and my resident management from a centralized location because they have the right software in place, I'm able to then reduce my staff requirements on-prem without deprecating um, our delivery of service. Um, why wouldn't I do that? And so the, the, the upshot here too is, and this is what kind of surprised us, Jonathan, is that we didn't realize that today's demographic for us, it's predominantly Gen Z now from an from a employee standpoint for our 700 employees. Right. They want to know. They've grown up in a, in, in, in a culture where they've been recognized because they've had social profiles since they're 12 and et cetera, et cetera. You know, they've been operating in full view for a long time. And as a consequence, they want to know exactly what the expectations are for them and if they're fulfilling those, right? They need that. They derive satisfaction from, from what they see as a professional career that must provide a level of satisfaction. This is our experience, in my humble opinion. And so what happens if you create specialist roles within a centralized framework, you allow them to achieve a more prominent performance, which provides more satisfaction for them. And at the end of the day, you can pay them more because you've, you've sizably reduced your staff requirements on-prem. If it's anything like Mark Taylor, we're looking at a 30 to 35% payroll cut. And, and, and that's incredibly material, not only for us as owners of, our, uh, of a portion of our assets in our portfolio, but also for our third-party managers, right? And yeah. so if you can pay an individual more, give them explicit 
responsibilities and then allow them to flourish within it. What we have found is that there are employee satisfaction surveys that we administer on an annual basis have shown us that not only did we not have the attrition that we were concerned we would have when we were considering the change management piece of this, but you in fact have a happier employee base because they're deriving more satisfaction from that which they're doing. They're making more money. They're doing a job that they really can master instead of being asked to be all things, all people. At the end of the day, it's valuable from a retention standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's also valuable from an, a delivery of operational performance standpoint. Yeah, awesome. I think you've sold the audience, Dustin. Uh, that's awesome. So many data points. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I was just like, man, we, I, I don't know how many different graphs went up in my head as you were just kind of kind of going up mm. and down with turnover, cost of payroll, loss of people, bringing people on, being able to have more funds available for those people. It just, it was just like yeah. this beautiful like graph of stats that are just are are, are fantastic. So. Thank yeah. you for clarifying that too, because, you know, I, I want our audience to understand like this isn't something where you've you've got to have a certain amount of, of funds or a certain type of property in order to do it. What we're seeing in our industry, and you'll hear from some who've been in the industry for a super long time that we're always trying to catch up. This is just another reminder this show of what you can do and what the expectations mm. and what the immediate results will be. So I think this is a good opportunity to transition to was there going back to that pivot point where you're like, okay, 50%, nope, not going to cut it. We need 90 plus percent of people answering the phones. Mm. What, what did it take to make that transition from a people perspective? How did they react hmm. to it? Yeah, so it's a really good question. And this goes to the change management piece. An abundance of communication is re requisite. We operate a distributed workforce just like everybody else. Um, and you mentioned call answer rates. I'll speak to that really quickly. Um, RealPage indicated during at the AIM conference this year in Huntington Beach that our industry average for call answer rates is 20 to 30%. Nobody's proud of that. 20 to 30% answer rate. Again, and if you have a full reliance on ILSs, yeah. um, wherein, you know, unless you're paying for Diamond Plus and page one, rank one or two, you're lost amongst, you know, right. the masses, right? It's very difficult to rely on that as a reliable search engine, which is why there's a diversity of ILSs and one must be on all of them, which is a massive digital footprint which also has negative SEO implications because, you know, there's often, um, you know, misinformation, et cetera. One of the things that employees care about is deriving value from that, which they do. One of the things that's one of the aspects of performance that's um, a factor in reducing them up or down is occupancy, right? And the ability to maintain a healthy asset, realize the financial potential of, of that asset. If you can show them that, hey, a centralization, a move to centralization, um, and you own this narrative, right? Because you have a distributed workforce, there's a lot of back channel conversation, you know who those folks are that are the syndicates for that. You have to have a plan in place relative to, hey, here's the, the objectives of the organization, right? And for us, we, we, we at Martello, we've made it very simple so it's palatable. You tuck in the why beneath those and then associate it with their purpose so that they have a 
they have a, a sense of value relative to the overall direction delivery of those objectives, they suddenly have a purpose for this. They, you do also have to address the fact that with any sort of change, many folks are averse to change, and especially if it suggests a potential reduction in force, which may mean their job is cut. When you talk about centralization, um, it's not a big step to arrive at the conclusion that maybe my job is now at risk. For us, given natural attrition rates of 50 plus percent from a leasing consultant standpoint or a service technician standpoint, we know that there's no riffing associated with a move to centralization. We're still hiring um, as frequently and at the cadence as you know anybody else. Um, so getting in front of that from a comm standpoint and providing the why, associating their purpose with it, and then addressing the core issues that may emerge for them or percolate head on and saying, look folks, this isn't a RIF event. We're not trying to reduce um, our existing staff. Hopefully, hopefully it requires less recruitment, hiring, training, onboarding, all the, you know, the heavy lift manual piece of running a PMC, which, you know, sometimes can feel a lot like a staffing company, Jonathan, to be honest. Um, it starts to make sense because remember, you have, you know, for us, our average tenure for our, our property managers ranges from, you know, three to eight years. We have 20 plus year um, property managers. And who do we turn to for training, for that real world training? It's often that you're, if you're a veteran, um, uh, leasing team or leasing individual, you're being asked to do two jobs, your core job, you know, that which you were hired to do, as well as be a supplement to the training. If you can reduce that workload, that's felt and valued as well. So you get ahead of the, the first thing you do is you start to tie it to the overall direction. You, you attach their role in it in the, in associated value, and then start to, to, um, surface the upside relative to what they do, creating efficiency, happier prospects, happier residents, qualified leads, instead of having to spend an hour with the lead only to find out they, they can't financially afford a, a, a product, et cetera. All of that qualification and handoff pre-flight happens at the concierge level at the centralized location. And only if a lead qualifies is it then pushed. Oftentimes we'll take a lead all the way through lease execution to applicant and then to resident, right? We wanna own the entire lead gen to leave process. And folks get that. We have smart individuals. They understand that there's value in doing this. The efficiency gained means less work for them um, and higher job satisfaction and in fact, higher pay. Yeah, you hit the nail on so many different heads. It's, I, I follow a lot of the different forums that are out there and it's still like the number one complaint that's out you know, I'm overworked. I'm tired. There's not enough people. They're hiring me to do three people's job. And I mean, it's still still a common, uh, the common challenge that a mm -hmm. lot of properties are facing right now. So Perpetual. I love how you've created the visual for our audience, because we're seeing that there's a settling that's taking place. Like you're, you've instituted something that is going to make a person's job easier. So with that in mind, mm -hmm. even though there's going to be some change, some adjustments to moving from the traditional model into a different way to communicate, a different way to document, a different way to manage your leads, this is going to, it's going to benefit them. So uh, kudos right. to, to you, 
to Mark Taylor for the way that you're handling it. How important is customer service? It's the lifeblood of any business, even property management. Customer service training can keep your business healthy. Jubo Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Customer Service Fundamentals. Learn more about this course at jubohub.com. Your helping hand in property management education. Is there, from a new hire perspective then, from an onboarding, what does that look like? You, you've, you've talked about, all right, we've, uh, we've, integrated this new component to how we manage leads, how we manage our prospects. What does that look like now for anyone that's new, whatever generation they may be? You can kind of touch on Gen Z, but you have someone, right, we need to fill mm. this role. What does it look like uh, for them when they may have come from a more traditional model? Yeah, it's certainly a departure in some ways, right? Um so let's play it from the perspective of an on-prem individual. And so at Mark Taylor, we operate a, a hybrid model. Um, from a class A perspective, our you know, average household income is what, 125, 130K. These are individuals that know what good looks like. They're, they have disposable income, the rent to, to, to income ratios, you know, a, a, a notch above 20%. They crossfit and travel to Sedona on weekends. They know what good looks like. Right. They're not interested in it. In a, deprecation of performance. If you talk about the employees who perhaps have experience with a, a, a another PMC, have been in the industry for a while, it's certainly a departure. And our industry has, uh, you know, um, a lot of really smart individuals. And this has been, you know, notionally something a lot of folks have tossed around for a while. It's now kind of um, hit the dinner table though. If you've been to any conferences this year, you can see that not only are all the vendors calling themselves centralized, but everybody's talking about it. And there's a real reason. It's because of diminished performance due to all the staffing challenges and exploding payroll. It's untenable. And so folks that are leaving that are leaving for a reason. They're joining Mark Taylor um, because they want something that's better. So this become, has become a bit of a brand for us as well, right? You know, job security matters. People care about being proud of where they work. They want to be seen as working with, uh, um, you know, and I say this humbly, but somebody who is, you know, kind of on the tip of the spear from a technology standpoint, from a <clears throat> thought leadership standpoint. And we'd, we'd hope that we'd be seen as that, but we're not, this isn't an exercise to drive, you know, some sort of uh, persona for our brand. It's a necessity for us. And we have to imagine that it's a necessity for everybody else. And at the end of the day, and you talk about onboarding individuals, if they don't know the industry, well, that's very helpful for us as well. You know, there's no right or wrong person. You can have significant multifamily experience and still come in and operate very easily. We operate a hybrid model. We do have a couple properties um, that are fully closed, um, which is really interesting from a class A perspective. It's proven to be very successful for us. Um, but we default to a hybrid model where we have a reduced staff footprint um, on the leasing team side. Hear me on this, not on the service side. Right. So we can get to service in a little bit. The biggest challenge for us is certainly from centralizing services standpoint is, is certainly from the service side. A reduction in payroll um, is probably unfeasible. An improvement in performance and efficiency gain is where the real value is there. But these folks want to be able to come at the end of the day and be proud of where they work, be paid commensurately um, and have job security at the end of the day, yep. right? And so if we see job satisfaction ticking up on top of that, that's a fourth dimension of this. 
that has proven valuable for us. And at the end of the day, recruiting is challenging. Finding strong candidates is challenging. Yeah. This is now an additional value story for us as we go and try and secure the top people. Yeah. You've, you've brought, a, again, another, a number of points, and I'm so glad you kind of pulled this into the, the Mark Taylor brand, but not only, hey, this is just where things are going. This is in general, right. our industry continues to change and it's a, it's a welcome item. It's like, okay, uh, you know, Gen Z in particular, we see a lot of different data. I'm not trying to, you know, stereotype in any certain, in any way, but they want more mm -hmm. transparency. You hear a plenty of reports on that's what their, uh, what their personal requirement is just to kind of know what are they getting into? Are they with a forward thinking company? Are they with a progressive company? Are they with a company that's, right. that's going to help them with their career? Those are all questions that are all uh, important in any generation, but in particular, we're seeing a lot that that need for so much more transparency and so much more of that, that, that brand that, that showcases that forward thinking, mm. forward thinking component. So that, that is fantastic. So to kind of bring it all together for, for my head, for our, our, our audience that are listening to this show. So thank you again, Dustin, for, for being here. Of course. You know, sure. where, where are we going? Like I, when I first started hearing this, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm probably dating myself. I just, I thought Max Headroom. I've used Max Headroom as a, um, you know, something that I grew up with. And it's like, okay, we've got this virtual person that we're talking to in order to have a conversation, be able to, to care. But that, that just seems to be where our industry is heading is, is a lot more of a, a virtual environment. There are naysayers who are like, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want to take away from that in-person blah, blah, blah. But that's not what you're talking about. It sounds like the level mm -hmm. of, of attention that you're giving to a prospect is better. It's better quality. You're able to get them mm -hmm. the information that they want. They're qualified. Everything across the board. My summary from everything that you've shared is that it checks all of the boxes. So is that from as part of your summary for our show today, what what mm -hmm. is your message to those who are just like maybe on the fence a little bit about it? Yeah. So look, we're not early adopters from a tech standpoint. We had to, you know, um, our leadership team had to spend 18 months building out a use case, surveying 2000 residents, evaluating every smart home vendor in the space. Did we adopt smart home immediately? No, we didn't. We spent a lot of time on it. Again, data-driven decision-making. Um, we had to be certain. We're not just going to jump in and hope for the best. Um, if you're a PMC or an owner um, who's sitting here going, why, you know, where do I start? Is this a fit for me? I would say this, um, start with lead gen, lead management. It's, it's the smallest bite to start. Um, own your lead gen piece. You can do it. Um, whether you have in-house ad strategists or someone externally that you vetted and trust, own that piece and start to allocate some of your ILS spend to PPC display, remarketing, do some geofencing, do some geotargeting, start creating your own engine um, and understand what that can look like. If you're sizable enough, bring that person in house so they don't have competing priorities 
again, you don't want to have some third party vendor who has competing priorities because they're managing for three of your competitors in space and they're picking winners and losers. Start with lead gen, start with lead management, just start answering your phones. The upside will, will and, and the lift will be immediate. Mm-hmm. You will feel it immediate. Um, what we won't do candidly and, and with union, um, we've co-developed um, an AI chat tool that ha- offers prompts, AI, AI conversation and answers 400 plus explicit questions, all the permutations thereof but also has live agent capabilities. So, you know, when you go, Dustin, what have you seen? Like what, what's telling you what's, that this is a fit? Well, think about your Home Depot visits. Think about your Costco visits. Self-service is now a standard issue route um, uh, in terms of vending, soliciting any of these businesses. COVID laid bare when we close, all of us close our offices that our residents are actually quite comfortable with the self-servicing model. And so when we rolled out uh, our chat tool hobs, um, we paid attention. What are our conversion rates um, to tour, conversion rates to leasing? What is the usage? How many folks opt in? Because it's multi, multi-threaded. So you can use prompts with take me to floor plans, app, you know, submit an application, or you can actually talk to tooling, or you can talk to live agent. What we found is that folks, specifically our target demographic, they whom we call the modern millennial, um, you know, 22 to, to 47, uh, I've already talked about average household income. These folks are very comfortable with the notion of getting information, being empowered and getting what they need as quickly as possible. Fidelity matters. What we won't do is we won't replace the, the option of talking to a live agent with an avatar or some sort of, um, you know, uh, AI voice tool um, you know, tethered to some natural language library. That's an imperfect solution. We can't afford to do that for all the reasons I've shared earlier. That technology just isn't there yet. Right. But is it feasible to run a fully closed operation? You bet it is. Um, we're doing it. And, um, you know, we survey our residents every single month to understand voice of customer to ensure that we haven't deprecated services in their eyes. And we haven't. Um, you know, another thing COVID did was, you know, small things like amenity scheduling and, and, and um, um, changing the walk-in behavior relative to having an on-prem leasing team. You know, we didn't have them available because we had closed doors. You had to schedule a meeting time with, with your um, leasing team. Here's what we found. Folks, you know, there were, there's, those, there's those six or seven every property has and that love to chat. I would probably be one of those residents because I love to chat with my leasing team um, who, you know, weren't especially happy with office closures. But what we found was the predominant demographic liked the notion of having scheduled time wherein property teams could prepare for their discussion. Um, it was a discussion where Full focus is on them. There's no distractions. Instead of walking in and hoping somebody's available, it meant that they they felt prioritized. And in fact, this was you know a basis and part of the impetus for us to move to um, the the wider bite relative to a centralized focus. The world has arrived at a self-servicing disposition. It doesn't mean that they love it. You can't indulge it too much. Don't take it. We've all sat on the IVRs where you're talking to some you call the bank or an airline and we hate it you know push me through to it but you need to have that availability of a live agent in our opinion but if you talk about what a leasing team member ratio is today one leasing team member to every hundred residents that's the industry average 
for us being able to scale from one individual to 1500. So a 15X increase um, without deprecating performance has again provided the pathway to payroll reduction and performance improvement. Again, without deprecating performance for, for, your, for your all too important prospect and resident. So um, a data point that reinforces this quickly, Jonathan, yep. is that of the resident peak calls, if you're sitting here as a PMC like Dustin, so I, you've got concierge that are answering the phone, residents are certainly calling, right? They're emailing, they're engaging via um, the chat tooling as they are wont to do. They have a service request, have questions about an application, et cetera. Here's what we found. Of the volume of inbounds from uh, to our phones relative to a, a, a pot of properties, and typically our ratio is one concierge to three, pot, three properties, 70% of those inbounds are actually resident inbounds. So when I say start with lead management, absolutely start with lead management. It's the easiest fight, but it's not going to provide the biggest lift. You're going to quickly want to segue into the resident piece as well. Once you get comfortable from a concierge standpoint, because disproportionately, that's where the work is. So if you're trying to provide real relief and reduce staff on-prem, you're going to have to address the resident piece. And so 70 plus percent of our inbounds are from residents. And of those, almost 80% are handled exclusively by the property concierge, meaning we don't warm transfer that back to the property because it's a more nuanced conversation. Almost 80% of resident inbounds are now handled completely by a centralized team. This was a surprise to us. We thought this would be more 50-50. Definitely going to have to have re retain a staffing footprint on-prem because, you know, you're yeah. going to need that, that tribal knowledge, that tacit knowledge relative to that specific property. That's not, in fact, the case we've discovered. Um, and I'm not saying that's going to be for everybody, but in our experience, that is in fact the case. And so um, the takeaway here is, is that there's immediate lift relative to resource requirements and reduction of staff, as well as improved performance. We've seen it. We're doing it now. It's irrefutable. Yeah. Amazing. If there happen to be any naysayers on the show today, I think uh, they, they've made the quick adjustment based on, on your testimonial, Dustin. Fantastic. And yeah. for our audience too, just the 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 summary from from my perspective, and Dustin has just totally been amazing in in helping us appreciate this is better for your people. Bottom line, yeah. better for the company, yes. Better technology, better for the yeah. prospect, better for the resident. But without a shadow of the doubt, it is better for your people. And we have very, very overtaxed, mm. overworked on-site people mm. because of traditional approaches to managing the overall prospect leasing resident process. So uh, Dustin, amazing. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for being on the show today. I feel like this is going to lead to a lot of questions from our audience. So maybe at a future time, we can get you back on the show. Uh, we, would, we would love to have you. We'd totally love to have you. Um, sure. And for our audience, if you didn't catch John Carlson's interview, make sure you look that up from Mark Taylor, another stellar interview. Mm -hmm. So Mark Taylor is just, again, I've known Mark Taylor as an industry, or excuse me, as a company for many, many years, always followed Love what you guys do. So it's been a privilege, Dustin, to have you on today uh, and really dive into the concept, the people, the deployment, mm -hmm. 
the benefits. So thank you for being here. How can people stay in touch with you? How yeah. can they out and connect with you? Yeah, so we're ramping up um, the second phase of the centralized leasing group. If there's any um, execs that are interested in taking part in the build out of that general kind of uh, centralized services framework slash manifesto, um, or just want to engage and kind of talk one-on-one, -on -one, I, you know, um, our story is starting to become more pervasive and I probably hold one call a week with a peer from another PMC. Mm -hmm. We are an open book. So if you have questions or want to engage, reach out to me on LinkedIn or you can, um, I, you can provide my email, dustin.lacy at mark-taylor.com and I'd be happy to kind of share our experiences. Look, at the end of the day, we want to move our industry forward. Obviously, we want Mark Taylor to be seen as the obvious choice. But even if we point, if we, we're all trying to tackle this hill over here, even if I show you our circuitous route up the hill, you still have to climb it. So we have no problems talking and sharing um, and in fact, invite it. Uh, we love that the industry is starting to move in this direction. So please don't hesitate. Add me on LinkedIn, ask me any type of questions you may, may have. I'm happy to share kind of our, the software piece, how we're tackling calm, change management, um, and all the learnings thereof. And we've made every mistake. We've been doing it since 18, um, not quite as long as some of the others, but happy to share. Perfect. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you again to, to you, Mark Taylor, for being a pioneer. That's what I love about our industry. We just help each other. <laughs> Better across the street. It's okay. It's okay. We're here to help each other. Hell yeah. We build our industry. We got to help each other. Uh, I just had lunch with a with an awesome group last week, and that's what we talked about. I kid you not, every single person at that table was like, I love this industry because we get to help each other. And they had their it's own the personal experience from that. So you have just added to that persona of our industry. So thank you for being here. We look forward to having you again soon. Uh, and for our wonderful audience, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sharing this with your network. Until next time, class dismissed. Take care, everyone. <laughs>